You're listening to the 10X Your Agency podcast, where every Wednesday for the next 12 weeks, you'll be learning strategies on how to scale up your agency and grow your client base from successful agency owners who've been there, done it, and built a highly successful agency. You'll learn how they attract clients, what their biggest causes of client churn were, and what their challenges were at different stages of building their agency. My name is Marcus Taylor, and I'll be your host. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the 10X Your Agency podcast. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, Sujan Patel, who is the co-founder of Web Profits. So I'm going to be talking to Sujan about the process of selling an agency, how getting out of his comfort zone and skydiving in his personal life, how that helps his professional life. And also we're going to be talking about how Sujan gave away almost a million dollars worth of t-shirts and what impact that had on the agency. So Sujan, it's a huge pleasure having you here on the show. How are you doing? It is going great. Great to be on and excited to chat with you. So to kick things off, I was wondering if you could maybe give us a brief overview of kind of the past seven years and from when you founded your first agency to where you are today and what you're working on right now. Yeah. So you know, I've been doing digital marketing. That's my expertise. Uh, start off as an SEO and then turn into kind of a T-shaped marketer and turn into a whatever it takes to grow marketer, right? Because the world <laughs> got really competitive. But yeah, uh, I had a marketing agency before started it in 09. Uh, it was pretty much started as an SEO agency and kind of expanded to other channels, very much focused on, you know, top of the funnel and whatnot, which is, which is great. Built it up about 3 million annual revenue, uh, 30 or so staff in a couple of different locations. It was great. And then essentially uh, got burned out and sold it. I made a lot of mistakes, learned from them over the years after the sell. Uh, and I swore off insulting when I sold the business in 2014, like January 2014. And then uh, mid-2015, I was like, uh, I'm getting a couple consulting deals. Maybe I should take them. <laughs> <laughs> that led into a series of events that caused me pretty much to start a new agency called Web Profits. And yeah, we're a bit different. Um, we, we do kind of two things really differently. One, my career, I've, I've been on you know the agency side, but I've also been on the in-house side. I've run marketing teams and, and whatnot for you know companies. And I know the pain point. I know what happens really in the, the life of the person who's paying me the bills on the agency side. And so when you know that, you can kind of essentially solve their problems before they happen and whatnot. Some cases we are a, an agency that is acting VP of marketing or almost like an outsourced team, um, maybe for early stage startups and or late stage companies. I was going to say older, but you know you can't really be that old if you're like an mm-hmm. eight-year-old company. For those kind of companies, we, try to, we help them bring their mojo back. And uh, like I said, the way we're different is that uh, no longer are we only focused on top of the funnel, not just channels. We do that, but we also look at the conversion rate, CRO. We also look at the funnel, lead nurturing, and also post-customer marketing, meaning referral programs, delight. Mm-hmm. Like I say this all the time to when I speak at conferences and, and you know, people ask me, what's your biggest success? And I, you know, the biggest thing for me is the things I've done after customers arrive to help has been the most successful to bring more customers over. And that's having this attitude of like, I actually care about my customers. Got it. So I was doing a bit of research before this interview, CJ, and I have to ask, I read you've broken 17 bones, you've taken up skydiving as a, as a weekend hobby, and traveling around the world speaking at conferences to conquer your fear of public speaking. I was wondering, how has this kind of relentless approach to pushing your boundaries and getting out of your comfort zone, how has that approach in your personal life helped in your professional life? Yeah, so I mean, I think... For me, it's one and the same, right? So that's the first thing is that there's no real line between the two. 
everything I do professionally, personally, it's towards what I want to do in life, generally speaking. And so, you know, skydiving is has been one of the most fun I've ever had. So it kind of came from my need of, of going fast. I used I, As a kid, I loved cars. You know, I used to build, uh, actually, my first business was like an e-commerce business selling like aftermarket car parts. Think like souping up your Honda Civic, right? Um, <laughs> and it was fun. And, and, and I sucked at doing the business, but I, that's how I got into SEO. But then I moved into actually, you know, growing up, I was like, oh, I can actually afford a nice car. So I actually started going to the racetrack. And, and, you know, I never got into like, professional racing, but I loved going to the track. I would go like 20, 30 times a year. I have hundreds of friends around that. And then I was like, you know what? Cars are cool, but what about a motorcycle? And I started going to the racetrack and a motorcycle and, you know, I took off two wheels. And then I've been scared of heights. I went one time and I was scared, you know, the bejesus out of me. And I, but I liked it. I was like, this is a really weird feeling. This is good. And uh, then I realized like, what if I, instead of going and racing motorcycles, I just jump out of the air. So like, all in all, I'm going 100 plus miles an hour. I've just removed the wheels and the need for gas, at least in my body. The plane needs the gas now. <laughs> and added that extra kind of excitement of plummeting towards the ground. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, like I, I've just had this like I grew up as an immigrant, came to this country. My parents didn't speak English. You know, I, I was three. I didn't even, you know, talk much. But I've always had like an uphill battle. I was in ESL class, like English as a second language class as a kid. I never really went, did well in school. I dropped out of college, more so flunked out of college, right? Like that dropped out as like a sexy version. And so to me, like life has been full of challenges. And so, you know, things have gotten uncomfortable. And I think it's how you react when you're uncomfortable. It's how you react like when you're at the breaking point. Mm. Um, it's when you're at the edge of the cliff. And, you know, you, they say your back's against a wall. What if your back's against a cliff? And, and it's that like next five moves you make that in my opinion determine you know your trajectory and how much you kind of whether you fall on the, off the cliff or whether you figure out a way to propel yourself forward um and so i work well under pressure but it's because i've just like lived that edge of the cliff for so long in my life skydiving and all these things have helped me like when driving cars and bikes I've just learned to be more agile. I've learned to think on my feet. And I'm just like, oh, I got this. Like, it's not even a thought. It's a thought. It's like a half thought. But I, for some reason, I have a clear answer. Mm. So you mentioned earlier that with the previous agency that you, you ran, you got it to a point where you're at 30, 30 or so staff, 3 million in revenue. But you got to this point where you were tired and feeling burnt out. What was it then that made you want to set up this second agency, Web Profits? Here's the thing. At the first agency, we grew very fast, and we didn't include enough infrastructure. When I started the business, I was 23, <laughs> and I didn't have a really end goal. So first mistake I made is I didn't have a goal I was going towards. I was just like, oh, I want more. I want more. I want more. And when I started hitting millions in revenue, I was like, oh, I could do that? I remember when I first started it, I was like, I wanted to make more money than what I was capped at at my job, and I didn't have a degree, so you know, being an executive was going to be tough, and I hated politics and, and like bullshit red tape, excuse my language. Uh, and so I was like, I'm not going to be an executive at a large company. This is this is a horrible waste of time for me. I'm just going to sit in meetings. So anyways, what I learned was have an end goal, right? And so now we have an end goal and, and, it's, and it's huge. And I'll tell you about that in a second. Number two was operations and processes and systems. We did it at Single Grain, uh, but we did it too late and things are changing. And, and obviously what I learned is in digital marketing, 
everything always changes. And so it's one is having those processes. And then two is having like this grow team or set process outside of your process. Right. And then three was just having the right partners and management. Unfortunately, I started by myself, got it to about half million in annual revenue, brought on a partner, actually absorbed some of his revenue, gave him some of my shares of the company. And he and I, his name is AJ Kumar, he and I quickly took the business to about triple. And then we got stuck again. And we started interviewing more management. And at an agency, it's all about margins and quality of work. Those are the two levers, right? Better margins ultimately sacrifices the quality of work. But we didn't build the thing to scale. We built that to provide really good quality of services. But as we scaled, things fell apart. And so what that meant was when things fell apart, that just means it goes on my plate. And so I just had so many things on my plate. And I was you know, probably 28. And so I was like, okay, guys, I think I'm done. <laughs> and I just really started turning over to a point I just didn't like what I was doing. I didn't like my job. And, you know, when I started not waking up excited about the day was when I knew that this was over. So uh, how we're doing things differently, apologize for the long-winded answer. We're doing things differently because one, Web Profits is actually a joint venture between myself and a Australian agency under the name Web Profits. I actually took on their name because they're a pretty big company. They're in the eight-figure range. They have about 100-person staff. Now it's we have about 100-person staff. We've got a few people in Austin, which is kind of the office I run. I run the U.S. division, but essentially these guys have an amazing process, an amazing team. They have capabilities that I essentially can plug into. Myself and the co-founders of the Web Profits Australia business have extreme alignment. One of the founders is my exact like doppelganger in terms of personality, except I'm apparently the more extreme version of him in terms of <laughs> ADD and whatnot. So like imagine that. And then the other guy, the other guy, his name is Paul. Paul is in operations. He's an MBA. He's the managing director. He's the guy who I wish I hired at Single Grain when we hit seven figures. I don't have to worry about process. All I have to worry about in life for web profits is how do we do the best job possible and how do we get more clients and how do we keep them happy? And, and, and so everything else gets not necessarily taken care of, but what I mean is it's not my brain power that's leading it. I'm involved, but not as the, as the driver. And frankly, you can only drive so many things. When you were looking at Web Profits as the Australian company, was there any kind of one or two particular processes that you saw that really got you excited about, okay, these guys are doing things right? Yeah. So again, the first thing is this was the first agency I've, I've come across. And I was actually doing, uh, at the time I'd quit my job, I was going to go focus on my SaaS stuff. And I had a few consulting deals, uh, consulting cli uh, clients I was consulting for, sorry. And uh, I was like, I just never wanted to go all in because I was like, I've done this before, right? And I was like, ah, I don't want to do this again. But I, I kind of enjoyed working on it hands-on and whatnot. But at scale is when things fall apart. So I met a lot of agencies because I was in Australia doing uh, a bunch of workshops. And so I, I toured around the U.S., a, you know, a couple different locations, did workshops. And I ended up, what people really wanted me to speak and talk was like, other agencies and companies where I was just talking about marketing. And so I ran into like, literally, I accidentally vetted out lots of different agencies and their processes. And when I met White Profit, I was like, holy shit, guys, you actually know what you're doing. They have, again, the two big things where they already have a process to focus on the whole funnel. And, and that's mainly because Australia is such a small market 
in terms of growth for businesses themselves as well as their clients. So you can't afford just to bank on traffic. You have to do all of it. So it was out of necessity. And then number two, we have this process called Fluid. And essentially what Fluid is, is that a company, a client will pay us a retainer. We work in 90-day sprints and we actually put together of the 100 staff, you know, we have departments like SEO, paid search, paid social, it's social media, design, CRO, you know, copywriting, whatnot. We put together a team based off of what's going to help that company grow. And so I'm pretty much managing right now. We have about eight clients. I'm just managing eight teams individually. And I talked, I mean, some of them overlap, but I pretty much put together my own rockstar team within the agency. Mm, interesting. So another area I want to, to kind of talk about, Sujan, is I read on your blog that over the years, I think you, you gave away over a million, just shy of a million dollars worth of free t-shirts. And I think this is something that across some of your different SaaS tools and, and agencies, you've done this several times. So can you talk through maybe why you gave away so many free t-shirts and tell us about what happened when you got onto the homepage of Reddit? Uh, yeah, that was crazy. Actually, just out of laziness at, at my first company or my first agency, Single Grain, we made t-shirts. And, and it was because, you know, we're an SF culture of like, you don't wear dress shirts. And, and frankly, like, I hate wearing fancy clothes and stuff. And so I just created a, a you know, if I wore a blank t-shirt or like a, a branded t-shirt, I kind of look like a kid or like, you don't just look professional. So I was like, well, if I wore a freaking branded t-shirt, like this is going to work. People can't say this is unprofessional. It's my own company. Screw them. <laughs> um, and so I just created like, you know, black t-shirts. And uh, because we're in this small area in Soma, where most of the tech, or like internet startups are in SF, or at least at the were at the time, we pretty much, my team, when we wore t-shirts, we, this is just internal team. First it was for myself, and then you know I gave it to my staff, and you know then we get like, a lot of requests. And, but when we would go to lunch and we'd walk around, you know, when we had representation, I went to a lot of meetings and stuff all around town, like within like a two, three-mile radius. People see us, and they'd be like, I want a shirt. Like, I've seen you. And so we started giving our like influencers, our referrals, our, like, our network t-shirts. Then we started giving jackets. So pretty much we created this like very small penetration in an area where like a lot of our customers were a lot of our friends were a lot of our network or business came from and that started like uh, in my opinion a movement and what ended up happening is that it penetrated within organizations like intuit adobe sony where people would be like yeah i've heard of you guys and i'm just like no you haven't because we have not been around that long we're like I don't know how you know of us because we've done nothing on the marketing front. And so there's all these uh, types of situations. And a lot of leads came from like our friends visiting. And we had, you know, guys like Heath and Shaw, Dan Martell, you know, wearing our T-shirts. And, and they're just because they're comfortable and whatever. And they're nicely designed, not like overdoing it on our brand, which is the biggest mistake I feel like people do. But very comfortable simply designed and kind of elegant people wore them into meetings and so like we ended up getting people within organization employees wearing t-shirts and so that ended up sparking new business so um i took that over to after i sold single grain i joined a client of mine when i work.com my sole goal was to get immersed in product i was obsessed with SaaS. i've been around the company and so i helped grow it from 1 million to 10 million in annual revenue over the two years I was there. But um, we also leveraged t-shirts. Uh, one of the things I'm a big fan of is customer appreciation, customer delight, and really just 
showing emotion and showing that you're a human being and you care to your customers. So one of the ways we did that was thank you cards. So we started accompanying t-shirts to it and we designed this like quirky shirt. So when I work.com is a scheduling software. They, you know, for hourly workers, it's like when you're scheduled to work. So we designed this shirt called Get Shift Done. So it's a play on, you know, get shit done is get shift done. And it was designed accordingly, just like those like kind of uh, the startup quotes shirts. And so people wanted those. We made a website. We actually started, you know, giving them away to customers and, and whatnot. It was a way actually to incentivize people to share their experience. We would give them a T-shirt. We ended up getting about 25% or so of people to share. Customers who signed up, 25% of them shared their experience with when I work on social media immediately. And so it's almost like getting 25% of customers to give you immediate reviews and evangelize your brand before they really even had an experience. But what ended up happening was that we made this automated process to claim a t-shirt. And then I wrote an article of 2012 about how I made about half a million bucks using t-shirts because I, I calculated all the revenue I made from uh, consulting. And essentially, I added a link saying, hey, I'm no longer with this company because people kept requesting it and they still do to single grain. <laughs> when I work, grab a free t-shirt. Like within hours, one of the readers submitted it to Reddit and we ended up having to give away like I think like 10, 20,000 t-shirts. We spent like $100,000 on it. So I think it was closer to 30,000. But yeah, it was nuts. And then like <laughs> we got Reddit twice. <laughs> so it was nuts. Did that exposure pay off or was it just quite a big cost sink? Not from Reddit. No, most of it didn't pay off. But keep in mind the business, like if it was for single grain, it, it's not even the market. <laughs> but yeah. we were kind of working with uh, SMBs and hourly workers. So pretty much like hourly workers could be anybody and everybody, right? So for us, like that was pretty decent penetration. I actually saw search volume as, you know, the, the kind of like trailing two months search volume for a brand go up. Did it correlate into revenue? Probably not, but it was, you know, it's interesting to see that brand, brand searches go up. Before we go on, if you're looking to grow your client base and capture more leads for your agency, then I'd recommend checking out Leadformly. Leadformly is a lead generation tool ran by yours truly that enables you to upgrade the forms on your website to conversion optimized forms that are going to increase your conversion rate and help you capture more qualified leads from your website. Using Leadformly, we've seen agencies capture up to 700% more leads. So if you're interested in giving it a try, we have a 14-day free trial that you can check out at leadformly.com. That's L-E-A-D-F-O-R-M-L-Y.com. Once again, that's at leadformly.com. So, Sujan, before we jump into quickfire questions, I just want to touch on MailShake because this is a tool that you're just about to launch, I think, for streamlining email outreach. I was just wondering, what is it that's kind of driving you to build the SaaS tools in parallel with running the Web Profits agency? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things is like I've just been obsessed with working on SaaS and, and it keeps me a practitioner, right? So as an agency guy, like I'm always like, hey, I come in, I swoop in and say, here's all the things you're doing wrong go do this, this, and this, talk to me later like a doctor, right? But when you don't, or at least I, th I like to think of it that way, when, <laughs> but when you don't see the outcome or you don't experience the pain of doing things, you're getting stuck, you're just so out of touch over time. And so these first, foremost, the, these businesses I do is it, it forces me to be a practitioner, be involved as a founder. So when I'm giving advice, I'm almost thinking about like, hey, I'm gonna give myself this advice for my own business, what would I really say? Not what I want to say. What would I really say? And so it helps me 
stay honest and, and stay sharp and, and think of these growth hacks and like really out of desperation, like how do we maximize growth? But ultimately, my goal here is on the web profit side is to, you know, help people with marketing, share everything I know through our training and just speaking and all that stuff. That's kind of my mantra there. Help people with marketing and share everything I know. And then on the other side, as you probably tell, all of our tools are themed in either sales or marketing. And that's because those are pain points we have. I started building tools as a way just to test out my skills as a software founder. And maybe I was, at the time I was naive before I started Web Profits. It's like, I'm going to go raise money and go do all this stuff. And then I realized, like, I actually don't want to raise money and all this stuff. But we ended up building a few good tools. I fell in love. And essentially, we solve our own problems. Because they're all in the sales and marketing world, there's a lot of cross-promotion, meaning we have customers of Nero, of Mailshake, of Q. And, you know, so like I, I get emails like support emails or even customers saying like, hey, I'm a big fan. I'm actually a customer of this, this and this. And so, you know, the LTV, when you tack it up all three products actually is, is amazing. So, uh, mm. you know, that's really why I'm, I'm doing it. Awesome. So my first quick fire question, Sujan, is what's your number one book recommendation for other business owners? Yeah. So um, my favorite book all time is anything you want mm. from Derek Sivers. Amazing book changed my worldview because it was, it literally shows you how you can do anything you want. And after I read that book, I started doing whatever I wanted and not justifying it, just kind of doing it because I realized like, Oh, I know I'm running a business. I'm growing this. I have responsibilities, but I'm still a human being. Mm, amazing book. I, I actually spent a, a bit of time with Derek in Singapore when he just wrote that book. And it's for me, that's one of my favorites as well. Really awesome. good, really good one. Favorite tool right now? Snappa.io. So Snappa.io is a way to customize images. Uh, I met the founder last week, so it's top of mind. But I've been using it for a while. It's kind of like a low-end version of Canva. What I mean by low-end is like mm. small fee. And what I found is when you add images and you add beautiful design to your content, like for content marketing, your blog or whatever you're doing, any type of content you're creating – make it look beautiful. And all of that takes is surrounding you with some custom images, aka take a crappy stock photo, add a filter on it, like make it the color, like add a blurred color theme, add a banner on top of it and add some text and bam, you have custom images. So like you don't need a designer. And so Snap is a great way for anybody to do it. And so, yeah, I, I found great success for <laughs> a tool that priced so low and uh, so powerful. Nice. What's one piece of advice that you would give to an agency owner looking to go from six figures up to seven figures? Yeah. So the big thing <laughs> I see is with six figures, any agency, anybody, no offense, anybody in the world can build a six figure agency. It's called getting a couple clients, right? Like three, four, depending mm -hmm. on how much you charge or one. Uh, if you charge kind of the rates we do, but I don't mean that in an offensive way. I mean that there's a lot of competition. And what you're doing as a six-figure agency is you're just a consultant. And where you're probably struggling is marketing, right? So like if, funny thing is, if you're an agency or a marketing company, you do marketing for clients. Do it for yourself. Like I'm not saying just like do ad hoc, but like commit to it. Spend time mm. on it. I spend probably personally for just my personal brand, I spend about 150K a year just on marketing of the things I'm passionate about. At the agency, we spend around uh, about 8K all in, about 100K a year. Uh, and it's just like spend it on marketing yourself, 
whether it's content, whatever. And number two is figure out a way to be different, whether it's your approach, whether it's your personality, whether it's your branding, whatever, right? One of my favorite examples and who is a good friend of mine, he's now actually a competitor. His name is Jonathan Dane, a company called Client Boost, client with a K. Mm. They're a PPC agency based out of Southern California. If you look at their site, they're very funny. It's it's a funny site. It's cute. Mm. It's awesome. It's powerful. There's lots of design and it feels like it feels warm and fuzzy and and they use poop emojis like that who what agency uses poop emoji and gifts and like it's really like great information but i feel like it's in a different tone and different voice and like i feel like they're doing something different than everyone else i don't know if that's the right way to do it i know that they built a 2 million dollar business annual business in a very short period of time and they they just focus on being different having their best processes and so remember when you go from six figures to seven figures it's not consulting. It's not you. It's it's the team. It's the process. And it's your representation of yourself. Awesome. And for anyone listening, we actually did a, an interview with Jonathan Dane on how he built Client Boost up in, I think it's episode three. So I'd highly recommend checking that out as well. Sujim, what was the biggest cause of client churn in the early days when you were growing up the agency? To be honest, probably uh, change in the algorithm and change in like early days we were doing SEO. But really, it's just like changing the environment, changing the economics. Like, we could do the best job ever. And then Google's like, oh, nope, we're going to go this way now. <laughs> and and so, like, it's just being prepared for that, being a, a ahead of the curve and, and, and whatnot is the best you can do. Awesome. What can we expect next from WebProfits, Mailshake? What's 2017 looking like? Yeah, I mean, we're going to double down on the quality of content, not the volume of content, but you can expect much more stellar, like amazing looking content. I'm going to, you know, one thing I've just wrapping up the year, but I did about 25 speaking gigs. I'm going to do a lot more next year, uh, more strategic, but I'm on a mission now. I've kind of defined this year what I love doing, which is sharing everything I know. I'm going to do that with the megaphone next year and in a lot better way because I'm better at presenting now. But yeah, so it's so a lot more of that and probably a lot more SaaS tools for for marketers and sales. And uh, for those of, uh, of you guys who who know what Mailshake is, uh, our competitors who are kind of top market charging, you know, 10, 12K a year per person, uh, <laughs> we're going to be moving up market. And so, you know, the fact that we charge 120 bucks a year, uh, much, much cheaper, hundreds of that um, is going to be a pretty interesting kind of uh, ride. Awesome. Sounds really exciting. And Susan, it's been amazing having you here on the show. Some really fascinating stuff. If people want to learn a bit more about you or learn more about any of these different SaaS tools, what's the best place for them to learn a bit more? Yeah, so check out SujanPatel.com. It's my personal site. Like I said, I share everything I know. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions, uh, hit me up on Twitter at Sujan Patel or just shoot me a message uh, through my website. Well, again, Sujan, huge pleasure having you here on the show and thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a blast talking to a fellow skydiver. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 10X Your Agency podcast. If you're interested in acquiring more leads for your business, I'd like to invite you to a free webinar that I'll be hosting on how to acquire 300% more leads from your website without increasing your traffic. In this webinar, I'll be sharing how you can turn your website into a lead generation machine, four strategies on how you can boost your form submissions by 300% and much more. So if you're interested, all you need to do is go to Google, type in lead formally, acquire more leads. That's lead formally spelled L-E-A-D-F-O-R-M-L-Y. 
acquire more leads and the landing page to register for the webinar should appear at the top. As I said, it's completely free and we run this webinar every single week. So once again, thanks for listening to this week's episode and stay tuned for next week's episode of the Tanakshire Agency podcast. 